Joining us now is Chad Kaplan of Sports in Kansas, previewing what's coming up this weekend for the state semifinals across the state of Kansas. And Chad, obviously, we're still pretty tuned into what's going on in 4A going into this weekend as we're down to just four teams left to go across the state. You've got McPherson and Andover Central in the west, Bishop Miege taking on Payola in the east. And I'm really excited about what's coming up this weekend for those two matchups and a couple other big games across the state. But I know in 4A, I think this McPherson team has a great chance to make it to the capital city next weekend yeah and you know it would be the first time uh, ever to play in a, a state title for football of course so many and boys and girls basketball over the years but uh, football have never been there so looking to make history i thought uh, it would happen last year and came up just a little bit uh, short in a nail biter against a very good goddard team uh, and you have a very good team this week as well uh, in andover central um, we talk about them so much offensively in the quarterback of Shamari Parnell he, he's been great this year so far 22 touchdowns for the air over 2,000 yards passing and didn't really know a lot about him coming into the year uh, the bell kid that's the 5a player of the year uh, and, and basketball a stud player for them he's one of the best receivers in the state he's got nearly 60 receptions this year 829 yards 11 touchdowns uh, so not only is he going to go off for some big plays he catches the football a lot and then, of course, Matthew Macy. I mean, he's been one of those guys that we've talked about uh, that's had a huge year as well as Bell because they're doubling up on Bell. Everybody knows that the ball is going to go to him. He is the primary target. But Matthew Macy, you know, quietly has had 832 yards and 10 touchdowns, arguably just as good of a year. And then Trey DeGarmo, uh, an offensive weapon as well, their best defensive player on this team. And they're very good on both sides of the football. One loss to May South. And they're good guys in the takeaway game this year as well. They have 19 interceptions as a unit. They can get to the quarterback as well in pressure, and they got 15 sacks. And you're going to see a team that likes to throw the football a little bit more through the air than run the football. They can run it if they need to, but over 200 yards through the air per game, 121 on the ground. Uh, so you're going to see a team kind of similar, both you know as far as uh, you know numbers wise uh, that you're looking at on both sides. So. It should be interesting for sure. I don't know if this is going to be a big offensive explosion night or a defensive battle because I do feel like both teams are very good defensively as well. As much as we talk about the offenses of these teams, uh, defenses are pretty good on both of these squads. I think that we knew, Chet, going into this year that this McPherson team would have a great chance to be in this position, and I think we felt pretty confident at that. But if you would have asked me at the beginning of the year, I would have thought Goddard. But this Andover Central team made its statement in Week 3 with a win over Goddard. They were able to throw for five touchdowns in that game. And the nice thing about 4A West this year is I do think we have the two best teams in 4A West going at each other here in the semifinals. We're in a lot of the other classifications. Some of those matchups happen in the quarterfinals or even earlier. I think we have the two best teams going at it tonight on the West side in 4A. I completely agree with you. And this is McPherson team that, that is very hard to defend because they are so balanced this year. And in fact, I believe 165 yards to the air, 167 on the ground. So they've been pretty good defensively. We talked about uh, 12 takeaways uh, as a unit this year on this team. But you said it, uh, you know, this Andover Central team coming into the year, we didn't really know how good they would be because they were right around the 500 mark a year ago. A new coach that had been a longtime assistant after Coach Oddly had left. If you remember a few years ago, they kind of came out of nowhere and played Bishop Miege in a state title game. And we've seen some of that happen, whether it's been the, the Class 5A West or this new 4A here as of recent, teams emerge. But I, I do really feel like these are the two best teams that are playing uh, at the end of the year. And, you know, basically, like I like to tell everybody, 
you're playing for Bishop Miege. They've won the last five, whether that be 4A or 4A1. That's what's going to be waiting on you. We talked about Taganoxi may give them their best shot. Well, look what happened last week in that one, guys. Just to give you an idea of what you're up against next week. As we look at Canton Galva, the other team that is in Steve and I's radius here, as we are have been covering the Eagles all season long, and they are in the state semifinals as well, taking on the Madison Bulldogs, actually going on the road this week. What do you like in this eight-man Division One semi between Canton Galva and Madison? Well, Tyson Struber, you know, at one point thought he was done for the year and he got a second opinion. He's he's playing, and of course, this Everett kid is as good as anybody uh, out of the backfield and the quarterback play and his decisions that he makes. They, of course, uh, you know, they can throw it if they need to, but they want to keep it on the ground, and they are so good defensively. I think only 55 points uh, all year, but this Madison team, I'm telling you, uh, they have been scoring a lot of points this year, uh, and it's spread out across the board between a lot of guys. I mean, they're going to put up 50, 60 points a game, but they have not played a Canton-Galva in any way, shape, or form this year. Their schedule overall, I would probably grade it as pretty weak compared to some of that of eight-man level. But you're going to see that, uh, teams that uh, kind of beat up on a lot of teams all year. At the same time, that being said, you look at Canton-Galva's schedule, maybe it's not been great either. They beat Little River earlier on in the season that was pretty highly regarded. Uh, South Central, though, was a very good team, dominated a week ago. 42 to 16. This is at Madison, a very tough environment to play. One of the best eight man football stadiums in the state. In fact, uh, there's a family that owned Buffalo in a field just right outside of it, and they feed the Buffalo right before the game, uh, come up and roam right there by where the stadium's at for a beautiful site there just south of Emporia. Talk about a beautiful stadium for eight man setting. It's uh, going to be a huge one this week. Canton Galva versus Madison. Madison's been there before. But uh, it's been about seven years since they won a state title, so it's nice to see them back, and it should be an absolute slugfest here to see who goes on to play for the eight-man Division One state title. We're talking with Chet Kaplan of Sports in Kansas, and Chet, when I was looking around the entire state from the quarterfinal matchups, a couple of things really stood out to me. Number one, in, in 6A, I was pretty confident that Topeka High would win its rematch with Junction City and get a chance at Derby. I wasn't quite sure how easily Derby would beat Manhattan. And for that Derby team to win 56 to nothing over Manhattan, is it pretty clear to you that Derby is the number one team in the state across all classifications? It is very clear to me after that. Uh, I think Aquinas might have an argument for that. Uh, they have not lost yet. You know, Wichita Northwest, could they have an argument? Probably, but, you know, Wichita Northwest has played Carroll a couple times this year. Got him second time, you know, pretty good. And the closest game that Derby's had all year uh, was that Carroll game 21 to nothing back in week four of the high school football season. So when we start to talk about those teams, I think we can include maybe Miege on any given night on how they play. They, of course, you know, have some losses that maybe you didn't think they would have. But Aquinas head-to-head uh, against Miege won. I think Aquinas, uh, Derby are in that conversation. And until Wichita Northwest can knock off a team like Aquinas, it's hard for me to put them in there. But Derby's Derby, Aquinas is Aquinas. Those would be my two picks as the best teams in the state. But, yeah, I think Derby's got to be in that territory. And what's so impressive to me, uh, you look at their defense, you look at their offense. Every single year they lose guys. They've got some stars back. There's no question there. they got, of course, their quarterback back that's been injured on and off over the last three years. Uh, Trey Washington's been back. But as far as what they replace defensively and offensively, I, I just can't believe how they can reload each year and just totally dominate it's a program there it is going all the way up from the youth leagues 
all the way up to the high school. Everybody buys in. Everybody's on the same page. There's not a ton of Division One talent there year in and year out. Yes, they have a lineman that's going to Nebraska at the next level. But they have another lineman that may not be going to Division One. that's a better offensive lineman than him in high school right now. And they got a defensive lineman uh, that's having an outstanding year, a top 11 caliber year. They just have some kids that rise to the occasion and step up. But that is a statement win. 56 to nothing last week over Manhattan, a good Manhattan team that lost Topeka High by just five points earlier on in the year. And everybody says, can Topeka High hang around? Well, they can with the playmakers that they have. But I think Derby is just way too much for anybody this year in Class 6A football. But it'll be interesting because Topeka High is in rare territory. First time in a semifinal since 1973, and they have the number two all-time rusher in the history of Kansas high school football behind D'Angelo Evans and Kai Thomas. Devontae Harden, a quarterback, going to KU. They got the weapons to do it. It's just a matter of can they limit that Derby offense that can score so quickly. I think the best two semifinal matchups in one class happen to fall in 5A when you have Wichita Northwest against Mays, which I believe is a rematch of the semifinal from last year when Caleb Grill and Mays were taking on this same Wichita Northwest team with Brees Hall and Marcus Hicks. And then on the other side, St. Thomas Aquinas in the east taking on Mill Valley. That was just a seven-point game when they met in the regular season. I think both of those matchups are going to be extremely good this week. I think you said that perfectly because I agree. I'm on the same page with you, and I was very impressed with uh, Mays winning 28 to nothing this past week over their rival, even though they don't play during the regular season in Mays South. Uh, and, and how about Wichita Northwest this year? As last year, you talked about those guys and those Division One cats. Well, you look at their defense, and they broke a lot last year. This year, they bend a little bit. But they're not breaking, and they were very good throughout the course of the regular season. Now, they've allowed some points here, about 50 points over the last three weeks or so, but you're also playing pretty good competition, and you're also in the playoffs. This Mays team, Camden Jurgensen, has been very good stepping in for Caleb Grill. The Cox kid is a very underrated back, and then, of course, Previn Christian out at the receiver position. Two of those guys make up the state 4 by one champion, so they have some speed on this Mays team. You lost so much from Wichita Northwest from a year ago. You bring over Mark Marinelli as a defensive coordinator. He tightened some stuff up when this was just known as offensive high school. I mean, they did whatever they wanted to whoever they wanted. Well, you talked about Brees Hall. He's got four out of the last five games. He's went for over 100 yards in the Big 12. And a year ago, he's playing in a semifinal in that shootout game, one of the craziest games I've ever seen last year. It was like a high school basketball game they were scoring so often. Gone are some star players, and I don't think it's going to get quite out of hand as of last year, because I think defensively, Wichita Northwest is a little bit better, and that's why I may give them the edge this week. You know, maybe we'll see more of a 35-21, 35-28 type of game rather than one of the 70-60 to type matchups that uh, can get out of hand. Chad, are there any other matchups in some of the lower classifications that stand out to you as, as some of the bigger matchups in the semis this week? Well, I like that Topeka Hayden Perry LeCompton game uh, for one reason because it's a rematch of district play uh, earlier on in the year, and Perry LeCompton handed Hayden their only loss. Uh, Perry LeCompton coming into the year were, was not a highly regarded team, and here they are in a semifinal, I think, for the first time 10, 11 years. Uh, Topeka Hayden, of course, a uh, very good team this year, very good defensively. They beat Frontenac 14 to 6. So some of those rematches I kind of have my eye on, as well as this Cheney Andel matchup in class 3a as well i think that's very interesting cheney and in rare territory and the last time that they played they were in the same district as well so both of these are district rematches in class 3a this was a seven point matchup the swiss army knife is riley pets 
a player that is good at receiver, good at running back, good at whatever he does for Cheney. Andale has more of the total team effort. I remember a few years ago uh, on their 4A Division II state championship team, they had over 90 players out for 4A Division II, which is the new 3A. That's almost made up, I'm telling people that. That would be almost made up for some 5A programs across the state. So it's going to be an electric Friday night across the state. And, uh, of course, there's some good games uh, really in all classifications of Kansas. I think something that was really unique that I tweeted out earlier, we talked about these jamborees and the importance of you know what we thought of these. I thought this was pretty cool. Nemaha Central had a jamboree earlier on this season, which is in Seneca, Kansas. They are alive in Class 2A in the semifinals. Of course, that's the co-op of Nemaha not co-op, consolidation of Nemaha Valley and Baileyville B&B, that really good eight-man team back in the day that shut down. Well, they have Nemaha Central in the 2A semifinals. Also in that jamboree was 1A Centralia. They are in the semifinals, and the third team in that is Class 3A Perry LeCompton. So how about that? All three teams that you jamboree together. We talk about making each other better throughout the course of the year and the looks that you get to see. How good was that for those teams back in prior to week one of the season? All three still kicking. Yeah, for sure. And McPherson's was not quite as competitive with McPherson Valley Center and Newton as those other two teams didn't didn't quite hold up their end of the bargain like those other ones would have. Well, Chet, we appreciate the time and we're looking forward to another big state semifinal. And hopefully we get to have you on next week to preview McPherson and Canton Galva in state championship games. Hey, I'm hoping I'm talking about the, the pups and going into a state championship. It's been fun coming on with you throughout the year. You guys do a great job there, and uh, hopefully we're talking next week, man.